The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. One and all, welcome all of you to the SB Nation NFL Show. More specifically, welcome to Monday Football Monday. A reminder before we keep going that this show is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As noted, this is the SB Nation NFL Show. This is Monday Football Monday. We are here Every Monday, obviously, to talk about the NFL. I say we, the fantastic Rachelle Prevet is on the ones and twos. My name is RJ Ochoa. You can listen to all of us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review, and you can watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. And if you do, you will see myself and the one and only, the debonair, Pete Sweeney. P-E-T-E-P-P-Pete. Welcome aboard, yeah. Pete Sweeney. You and I, unintentionally, the polo gang today. Uh, mine right. is feeling rather stout on my neck. Um, yours looks a little bit more relaxed. Um, like I feel like yeah, you this is the problem. Yeah. This is the problem with with Zoom over being in the studio together. This is a short sleeve button down, so it is a little oh, different. You just can't see polo. the rest of it. Yeah, it no, does. No polo. That here. explains the kind of like um, relaxed collar. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a little mm-hmm. bit more flat than mine. Like mine's a yeah. Little more I could even go like I could take a button down if we want. I we mean, don't. It depends on how well, we, we're good. I mean, it is the off season. If we're okay. trying to party, we can do that. Um, this is a, a two person party. Uh, well, three person. We're we're absent. Jeremy Reisman is the point. Um, Unbelievable busy. that you would skip this podcast. Let me just tell you that. I I was really excited when we came up with this idea. Um, now what we're gonna do is something that a lot of content creators do. Uh, but do you want to know who I associate with it the most? It's an SB Nationer. Um, it's not you. So, I, mean, uh, I don't know who is it. You, it is going to tell me Ed Valentine from Big Blue. Oh, yeah. Ed Valentine mm-hmm. loves this project that we're about to do every single year. We're about to do, I don't know what we want to call it, the alphabet of the NFL. A to um, V, Acosta to Valentine. A to V? S- is that what you said? SB, SB Nation, A to V. You know, there, are, yeah. are, there are letters beyond B and V. Like it's A to Z. I don't know why you. Oh, you, I forgot about So uh, Rachel's called it the alphabet of the offseason. Pete wanted to do this in reverse mm-hmm. order. Um, yeah. which would have been very confusing for the, the drunk alphabet. Yeah, you wanted to go Z to A. Uh, that would have been very difficult. Uh, so right. we, we shot that down kind of collectively. Uh, so we're going to go okay. A to Z. 
Uh, we have divvied up the letters, and we're going to kind of use each one as a springboard for a topic, a discussion point. Uh, Pete and I have been doing Monday Football Monday together with a variety of other people since 2020. So we're coming up on a, on a three-year anniversary, Pete. That's a thousand days that you and I have been podcasting together, by the way. Um, a thousand, a thousand six hundred since the paella. Probably. Uh, that's true. Uh, but um, despite the fact that Pete and I have been talking to one another in this professional capacity for now four digit days, he has still not understood that there's a Google Doc that we share mm. that we're supposed to both put notes into for us to, you know, kind of look at uh, throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, so my Don't have that link. My Don't letter, have that link bookmark. My letters are there in the Google Doc. Yours are not. So I have no idea what yours uh, list. Uh, we alternated letters. A is me, B is Pete. Uh, Rachelle's going to give us a, a hump day middle. She's got M and N, the ever difficult to like differentiate when you say the alphabet out loud. Sometimes those blur together. Uh, so, Rachelle, I hope you're you're ready and careful for that. Uh, Pete, are you ready to start? Yeah. You sure? I, I was I was ready to do this right, podcast starting, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, um, this was cooler when we had three people. You know what I mean? Like A, B, right. B, U, C, him. But, you know, again, Jeremy ruined it. Uh, we're starting with the letter A. Um, and my word is absent. Now, this is a, a recent um, development. Saquon Barkley, New York Giants running back, uh, who had the franchise tag placed on him this offseason by the G-men, um, is not reporting to mandatory minicamp. He released a statement or he had a, a statement of sorts um, over the weekend. Uh, that he's not looking to set any demand or any like highs. He's, he doesn't have ridiculous contract demands, but he just wants to be compensated for his contributions to the team, the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Pete, who wants to tell Saquon about the running back market in the NFL in today's day and age? Yeah, I, I just think, unfortunately for running backs, this holdout, if you want to call it that, and it, it is technically speaking not a holdout because he's not under contract, right? But this um, holding out from signing the deal uh, can only go so far because there has been a precedent for running backs who sit out and then you never hear from them again. Le'Veon Bell being one of them was never able to really get his career back. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I, I see Melvin Gordon sometimes. And why do I see him? Because he's on the practice squad of the Chiefs. He's not even in the mix of, of being a, a star player or a starter or even a backup that makes the 53 or 46 man roster. So, uh, it's dicey waters. Uh, I think that he should wait long enough to feel like, okay, I'm satisfied by this, but it's a slippery slope. And I, I think you look toward the running backs that are available now with now Dalvin Cook and Kareem right. Hunt, your boy Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette. It's not like anyone's rushing to sign these guys because of what we've seen from guys like James Robinson and Isaiah Pacheco. So you just got to be careful when you're holding out as a back. Do you know, Pete, which running back in the NFL currently has the highest cap hit on his respective team? Hmm. Is it Joe Mixon? Is that your guess? Yes. Uh, that is incorrect. Do you have a second guess? Josh Jacobs? It is not Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's, I mean, you could be like technical with this. Um, he's hasn't signed his franchise tax. It technically hasn't taken up anything. Who um, is it? Just give it to me. It is Bijan Robinson. Um, <laughs> See, there you go. I mean, like it just kind of that, that makes my point for me. Yeah, right? I mean, well, I'm agreeing with you. Like, I'm adding to your point. Um, oh, thank you. It is, um, it is a ridiculous kind of world um, that you know running backs have created. Um, and not like through their own fault, but like the position has created. Like, yeah, I mean, the Giants played this right. They got the deal done with Daniel Jones. Like, I think respected to their own positions, Saquon Barkley is so much more talented than Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones' position 
means a lot more. Um, plus, like, let's not act like Saquon has been like the highest point of stability throughout his career in New York, right? Like, I mean, last year was great, but like before that, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, so, uh, but we do have 25 more letters to get to. So I think we do have to kind of keep these a little bit shorter than we're used to. Um, so right. B, uh, when I actually, I wanted to tell you this, Pete, when I went to high school, uh, I went to Hannah High mm. School in Brownsville, Hannah. Texas. Um, it was originally Brownsville High School. So there was a big, like, 12-foot B in front of the school, like a massive B. Like, that was a really common thing. Like, oh, I'll meet you at the B. Like, oh, I got right. dropped off at the B, whatever. So, like, this is your moment at the B. Almost as big as the giant butt in Miami. That was uh, <laughs> Right, yeah, that, the big butt. Right, yeah. Good times. Okay, uh, this one is for me, and a B is for Brady retired or Brady is lingering around. And I know that we want to just assume, okay, he's, he's never going to play again. He's part of an ownership group. Now I, I believe he also is, uh, has a stake in a women's soccer team to go along with the Raiders. I just, the Vegas aces. Not, so it's, it's, it's localized to the Vegas area to your point. Right. I am just not fully convinced that Tom Brady is done here. Right? He's lingering around. Uh, you, you, you feel bad in a way for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot get away from these situations that are like, is he the guy or not? No matter where he goes, he just cannot uh, get away. Now Brady's back in the mix into the Garopp- Garoppolo uh, realm there. And uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's getting to a point, and this is an old phrase, where it's like jumping the shark for me. I, I just, him lingering around the NFL, it would have been nice, I think, for everybody in the NFL for him maybe to take like a year or so just to do the broadcast thing before you have all these pro football talks and Pat McAfee show questioning what's the deal with Tom Brady. I think if he was doing the Fox thing now, a lot of people would be more inclined to believe that he's officially done. Um, mm-hmm. So when Tony Romo, um, you know, left the Cowboys, they released him. It was a little bit of a different thing um, in the 2017 offseason. Um, there were people like, yeah, I don't, you know, like this dude's going to play whatever, blah, blah. But then he jumped right to CBS and that kind of like put an end to, you know, the idea. You remember that, the, he was putting on the CBS jacket that, and it, and yeah, it, that, it just felt final. Well, yes. that, that came out like 10 seconds after he was released by the Cowboys. So like, you know what I mean? There was yeah. this like obvious, cause at the time people were like, is it going to go play for Denver or for Houston? Like there, right. those were the conversations at the, in the moment. So that, like, there are some idle hands with Brady. I'm not. Like, I don't buy this, like, oh, he's coming back stuff as much as most people, I guess you included. Um, but I guess I'll ask you this. Who needs to look over their shoulder a little bit more with regards to Tom? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? I think because he has ties to the Raiders right now, it it feels like Garoppolo, right? Like, if he had to give up his ownership group or something happened where he got the itch again, there was a video that went viral over the weekend of him hitting a Mr. Beast drone and hinting that maybe he could come out of retirement again. Again, And you've seen him at press conferences where he's flirted with, I have a lot of friends on the dolphins. I just, I don't know. I'm, I do I'm not think, fully convinced that it's 100% shut. I do think it's interesting how sort of like quiet the Raiders ownership acquisition was, like the stake, like yeah. especially given that like who he is and who that team is. Like I would, right. if Aaron Rodgers bought a, a piece of the Cowboys, you know what I mean? Like it would, like it would be the like worst day of all time. Like it just is kind of this quiet thing lurking. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he just wants to be involved. He wants the SEO. So that's that's kind of my take. I'm not, you know, really like afraid of Tom Brady coming back. Um, are we ready for? Well, I'm not, I don't think any team in the NFC is afraid of him. I mean, he's still a, a, but, a solid quarterback, but it's not like it's okay. gonna so like change. You, you run the Chiefs now, like in, beyond the fact that you like metaphorically run the Chiefs. You know what I mean? But like, yes. so you actually own the Chiefs here, like Pete Hunt. Um, and so 
if Tom Brady wants to come out, it requires like a universal ownership approval, right? Like, why would you vote for that? You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. why would why would the Chiefs owner or, or I mean, the Hunt family or you know the Bolin or not the Bolin, but the the Walmart? I don't group, know. Like, I think they, I I think, you know, and this is the business side of football, right? I I think there's an argument to be made that the owners know that they would make more money if Brady was playing. I think I think they also know that like if he of all people was this like player owner for this like you mm-hmm. know maverick kind of franchise in a maverick sort of city um sure it'd be interesting uh tony romo did play for the mavericks um actually he did well, play if, for uh, brady sets that play for them. you know if brady sets that precedent and saquon continues to hold out maybe we could see mar at running back that's true okay uh you ready for the letter c give it to me christmas uh we're, we're getting close to christmas in july um uh, so mm. this is kind of a christmas question in june Merry christmas for in july for you right uh, as well um and also with you um how many teams or what team specifically what do you think will be out of it by christmas there's about three four weeks left you know kind of depending on things like but like you know like who who are you willing to say right now is done toast they're the fans of that team are doing their christmas shopping all pissed off because they're completely out of this like maybe not not mathematically out of it and like for the purposes of this conversation we're ignoring like the cardinals of the world like we're talking kind of you know fringe ish teams Got the perfect team here for us. We okay. were big supporters last year. Oh, the, no. Miami, the, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. They're, 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 remember when last offseason, you know, speaking of those Cardinals, it was just so easy to see that the Arizona Cardinals were going to fall apart and not mm-hmm. make the playoffs. That mm-hmm. to me is the Vikings. Uh, this year, I think, uh, and, you know, it's kind of a hint to my, my letter D that we're about to talk about in a second, but I, I think they have kind of punted in a way. And then I think if I'm, Looking for uh, an AFC team, uh, to me, that would be, uh, let's say the, let's say the Indianapolis Colts again, because <laughs> there's always this preseason hope, and I, I, I'm not buying it again uh, for for Indianapolis. I'm gonna say on the NFC, I'm gonna agree with you. Um, unfortunately, um, it's you could just mm-hmm. kind of, like you can see the season from hell lurking for the Vikings. Like yeah. it would, it, it's it's not two pretty. and fifteen feels. Right, reasonable. Um, to argue and then for. We're, there's going to be like some incredible statistic that comes out about like with like win differential. Like you know, no team in NFL history has ever gone from like this win percentage to like this. You know, like this is the widest like shift in win percentage or like something like that. Like that's going to come out. But on the AFC side, I slightly disagree with you. I do think it's an AFC South team. I think it's the Tennessee Titans. I think I I wouldn't even. I think like they're in such a like awkward place. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're in a difficult spot. Like there's nothing they really like or enjoy if you're a Titans fan. Like, couldn't you kind of see like them having this like embarrassing loss and like Mike Frazier yeah. getting fired? Well, you know what I mean? And a, then them just like kind of riding it out. As a pure football fan, I was they really need a number one wide receiver. So I was kind of hoping Hopkins would land there because you know, of all the teams that have been in this mix, it visiting felt like lo- currently look yeah, it felt like luxury purchases for a lot of the teams that were were mentioned. Whereas to me he would play a, a huge role right away for Tennessee. So long he, as he was still healthy, we're just a few years removed from the failed Julio, Julio Jones experiment. So, um, yeah, um, I just don't like, I, and I also think like there's some narrative involved with this. Um, I, I guess you're down on the Colts. I, I hate the Colts, right? Like, yeah, I've already, mm-hmm. I've, I've said enough, but, there's a lot of like optimism lurking for the Colts. Like, couldn't you see like the Colts having like a crazy like Anthony Richardson like you know 400 total yard game or something that like gives them a you know what I mean like the spark. You know, what I'm saying? A, I think what the Colts have and you know this could buy the personnel staff who you also hate uh, some time is an Anthony Richardson led 
seven and ten season where all of a sudden like there's new hope in Indianapolis. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's enough to kind of like, you know, give you the side eye if you're a Titans fan. And then like the Texans have a lot of optimism going on. The Jaguars have a lot of optimism. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to kind of feel like, you know, the the just outlier of the group. So like, again, Titans, yeah. Dunzo by Christmas time. Um, the letter D, you promised um, some sort of intrigue here. All right. We are on letter. We're let on, by the way, we're on letter four and we're one fourth of the way through the podcast. So we're, we're looking at maybe two and a half hours here. So yeah, strap, we got to spe- gotta, gotta speed this up a little bit. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <laughs> let's get to D. Dalvin to my, I got two D's in mind. Dalvin to the Dolphins. I, it, it just seems like that's going to be the obvious uh, destination for Dalvin Cook. I, I know that there's been some smoke there um, regarding him landing there. Is there any other team that you think is in this mix, RJ? I know the Broncos were involved, but if you're down, I mean, Florida State guy, you know what I mean? Like, right. it just makes all the sense in the world. Um, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't like, you know, sometimes like something happens and you're like, ooh, I can't wait to see that. Like, it's a very different You're, you're like, saying Jer- Dalvin like, to the Dolphins does not spark joy. You want to get rid no, of it. No, like, like Javon Hargrave to the Niners, like, you're immediately like, holy crap. Like, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see this. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not interested at all to see this. Like, this is just, okay, cool. You like it, it's, but part of that is like the culture of the running back position. It's like, okay, like you got another one, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, cool. Like the circumstances are really the same. I do think the winner there is Dalvin. I guess it, like talk about like climate. Did you change. see the McDaniel when McDaniel was asked about Dalvin, he, he brought up his a, birthday and said he's, he's not born yesterday. I'm a little bit over this Mike McDaniel thing. Like I'm, I'm I knew a it. Over, I knew I'm it. A, I, w- I knew I was setting you up. Uh, I'm a little a, bit of like a serve great coach like you know what i mean like no doubt about that but like man alive like i'm just so over like the freaking mm-hmm. out about it. anytime he speaks like it's just okay let's just He's let great. the dolphins be so we um, look like you guys do look really similar um you're cooler I think, though i think uh, yeah thank you um are you ready for e because we do have yeah. to kind of pick this up a little bit um every day that's not what i have for e um okay. elephant is my word mm. for you and not that an elephant never forgets um because that's like a thing but uh is the bill belichick situation in new england the elephant in the room now i'm not ready to like you know cast like forever down on the patriots whatever but like we're deep enough into the post brady world that we can have some like legitimately data-driven takes and things like this and there's this like well robert Kraft wants to win blah 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 bill belichick wants to you know have the all-time wins mark and he's probably not going to get into england like this does feel a little bit awkward you know what i mean like like the the like well it's belichick so to work itself out like you know hourglass is kind of running out of sand you know what i'm saying this this is a, an yeah. awkward situation I'll tell you, you uh, you took one of my my things here. I had oh, double P for, for the letter had, P, P. If you had put your letters in the notes, then we could right. you know figure this so out. So I I I once we got to P, I was going to say Patriots personnel. So mm. I'll change that now. But uh, is there enough help for even Mac Jones? I, I think you're asking Mac Jones a lot. I think that smoke that we have heard from New England is real. Where Mac Jones felt like he was on an island. He felt like he didn't have an offensive coordinator. He felt like he didn't have enough uh, wide receiver pass catcher help. You have Mike Jasicki there now to go along with Hunter Henry. I know that they added Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, I could tell you that Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, at this stage of his career right now, I think it's more of a, a number two option than this guy that's going to be your go-to. I think he's a great number two option, but you'd still need that, I think, alpha in the room. And I, I'm not sure the Patriots have that as far as pass catchers go. And with Mac Jones... I think showing sometimes signs of, of being that franchise quarterback, you start to look at, you know, is... And I can't believe we're saying this, but is Bill Belichick kind of losing it here? Uh, I think That's they really need a, a solid season. And what's interesting about the AFC East, and this is kind of an AFC East 
discussion by extension is someone has to finish fourth. And all of these teams are so invested in finishing first that someone is in a way is going to have to pay the piper right now. It seems like the Patriots will be the most likely, but like not to keep picking on the Buffalo bills, but this division is so competitive and so strong that like, man, the bills could finish third or fourth, just like any other team can finish anywhere. I, I just, I, and, and again, whoever finishes finishes fourth, this is going to be a grave disappointment. And right now it does feel like it's going to be new England. Yeah. I mean, if you had to bet, I mean, I mean, like you're right. Like you could see some worlds where it's somebody else, but like right now, New England kind of feels like the lock. Um, we're up to Someone has to finish fourth. Any team, right. you know, and you go through all the storylines, and I'm sure we're going to touch on some. But you think about any team, so, someone's going to finish fourth, and it's not going to be a, a good result, you know, for, for um, whoever that is. F is for friends who do stuff together. Do you know where that's from? Of course. You're going to tell us. Saved by the bell. That's incorrect. It's from SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, right. Um, good guess, though. F is for Falcons. Very low-hanging fruit there, Pete. Just pick on the name of the team. I guess you did that with <laughs> Patriots, too, and Dolphins. I mean, geez. Well, I woke up today, and I you know, I didn't I didn't have this done, so I had to rush. Uh, Falcons, I said Falcons loading, meaning, like, this is the opposite of the Patriots when it comes to pass catchers and exciting young players to me. You have, on the offensive side, it, you know, it feels all young with um, Ritter and uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts now coming back from injury. You got... Robinson in that mix. We mentioned Algier that was there last year. And on the defensive side, you know, I don't know if you're you're saying, okay, this defense is spectacular, but I feel like they have enough now where if the offense is good, you could see the Falcons maybe finally starting to turn the page and make some noise. I know a big question of that is going to be Ritter, but on the defensive side, you got Campbell, Jarrett, and, and Dupree. I think the Falcons, you know, much like the Lions used to be before they were the cool band to follow and everyone was going to their shows, uh, are the new team that might be a little bit under the radar. Um, so last week when you were absent, I'm the only person around here in Rachel. The two of us are the only ones who like work, apparently. Uh, but when you were absent, mm -hmm. Jeremy and I did uh, the teams most likely to go from worst to first um, this coming mm -hmm. season. And the Falcons were number two on our list. And a lot of that yeah. is because the division is so bad. Um, but you're right. Like they, they might have the best roster in the AFC or the NFC South. You know what I mean? Like maybe not. They might have the worst quarterback, um, at least quarterback situation. Although that depends how much you believe in Tampa. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, whatever. But um, but you're right. Like, we've seen this team a million times, right? Like, the team with kind of a so-so quarterback. Like, in fact, Arthur Smith has coached this team before, like, in the Tennessee Titans. You know what I mean? Like, just the, the quarterback who's, like, not getting in the way and, like, the skill position players kind of having their way. I could totally right. see it. Like, this could be, like, the Kyle Pitts, like, 1,500-yard season or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm with you. I do think I've seen some conversation. Like, man, the Falcons, low-key. Like, it felt like the – um the juice they got was when Calais Campbell joined them. That was like the, ooh, whoa, what's going on? Calais Campbell sees something and, here. You know, and I, I think if you look at Campbell for what he is at this stage of his career, which is going to be a veteran that maybe can shore up the locker room and, like, provide leadership and show right. you guys how to win, you know, I think that's fine. But, no, if you, you know, you're buying into Campbell as defensive player of the year candidate, I think you got to check yourself there. Involving Campbell, it feels a little bit like, um, like when Dwight Freeney joined the Cardinals. You know what I mean? When, when Campbell was a younger player, like it just kind of feels like you're right, like this big brother presence. Um, so this was a good one. Falcons loading. Although, again, some really low effort for you. Um, are you ready for me? And G. Mm -hmm. um, G for me, uh, we mentioned, I mentioned um, the team's most likely to go from uh, worst to first. The number one most likely, we agreed, Jeremy and I, was the New York Jets. So my word for G is green. Um, and I have said that green is the defining color of 2023. Obviously, green is the primary color for the New York Jets. Uh, green is the name of the Green Bay Packers. 
Um, so like how good they are is sort of this like Rorschachshire test as well, like relative to Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? And green is also the color of the Philadelphia Eagles. And so like, can they sustain themselves? Can they hang on? Can they be the team that doesn't, you know, see the regression that the Super Bowl loser often tends to, at least throughout NFL history, like green is low key, the Seahawks as well. Like, you know, maybe not like the most green, green team, uh, but still like, you know, green is, I think if you had to pick a color that represents the 2023 season, it might be green. If you want to tie all those teams together, right? Uh, you said the the pack, Packers, the Eagles, and the Jets. <clears throat> I, I'm on the side of a lot more no than yes. You, you know, you know, we've we've learned over the years this offseason hype that happens where a, a player goes to a certain place and all of a sudden they're the Super Bowl favorites. You know, speaking of those Eagles, we went through that and they were un, un, infamous for for that whole dream team thing. I think that Eagles team it it. It's getting a lot of credit right now. Howie Roseman is getting, you know, put on this pedestal as some kind of god. It's a pretty damn good division. I just, I don't know if I'm betting. If you have to bet one way or the other on on every side of like, are these teams going to have successful seasons? Well, if you're defining success, the Jets have, have now entered entered Super Bowl or bust mode. Eagles, we know, are there because they were there last year. And then the Packers, it's will they make the playoffs? My answer is to no to all of these. The Jets and Eagles are not winning the Super Bowl. And the Packers are not making the playoffs. They need at least one year of, of Jordan Love, I think, in the league to kind of get his feet under him. I know that he's been here for a while, but he needs to have that year as a starter. And so I, I think the, the the year of green, as you're describing, is going to be a complete failure. Um, I would say the team, the like team, I believe the most in, like maybe surpassing expectations. Because you're right, like for the Jets and Eagles, it's win the Super Bowl. But for the Packers, it's what like make the playoffs. And I mean, like <laughs> you know, like I would, I would bet on that of all three. You know what I mean? Like it just because of odds. Like you could totally see the Packers like stumbling into that. And like you know, that first you know time post Favre, the Rodgers Packers looked like the winners. You know what I mean? Like the, like the Packers looked like they knew, they knew all along. And obviously Favre had the. The, you know, the momentary win in the 2009 season with Minnesota, but that's not this. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see. Uh, but I'm with you. I would bet against um, the green properties in 2023 as well. H. Pete. H, I have Hopkins watch. We had touched upon this, but I want to try to pick where he actually lands. Uh, so we know that he has visited the Titans. We know that he has plans or just has connections right now to visit the New England Patriots. Where do you think uh, DeAndre Hopkins lands? I think Tennessee. I mean, I, I think at this point, like I'm kind of buying it. I think they, it's it's an obvious need. Um, if he, it, I mean, a lot of this obviously depends on the motivations of Hop. But like, if he is somebody who wants like a billion targets, you know what I mean? Like, nobody can really offer him the way that Tennessee can. Um, it's somewhat high profile, nice place to live. Gets to be in the AFC South. Like, I mean, think if his two top primary options are Tennessee and New England, and you're him. Like, what do you have? A, like, where do you have a better chance of being a playoff team? You know what I mean? Like, it's in Tennessee. Yeah. Well, what was interesting last week, and this is provided by our, our good friends uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, as you can see, the top right over here, that the Browns popped up as like plus 100 last week. And then randomly, you know, the Titans were up there. And then now, as they, the odds stand, the Bills are the favorites. But it's the money is still a lot, meaning there's like still some, uh, I think, mystery there. Bills are at plus 250. Lions plus three fifty, Browns plus three fifty, and then Patriots plus four fifty. The the Titans are listed as fifth on this list at plus seven hundred. And so, just because I know that those shiny buildings in Vegas don't build themselves, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. I just tend to think they have the the cap space there. I think he could complete, um, you know, a a, a team and and pass catchers where you're you're eliminating all the excuses for Deshaun Watson off his weird year. 
um, to perform. And uh, and that'll be the pick that, that I go with. But uh, remains to be seen. It, it feels like it's wide open at this stage of the game. Um, that's fair. Um, I mean, the Browns have kind of like, I guess, rightfully, you know, fallen into like NFL obscurity. Like nobody really talks about the Browns. Like I don't think anybody wants to. Um, maybe. So I mean, they, no one wants to. But, you know, eventually we may have to. And that's what they're aiming for right now. I'm going to stick with Tennessee. We'll see. But um, OK, man, some of yours are really topical. Like as of late, like Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins. Look at you, Pete Sweeney. Yeah, you can kind of tell you built this list this morning. If, if we're Show prep. Straight up. Um, Show prep. Are you ready for I? This one was a little hard, if I'm being honest. OK, so incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, this is the Jeremy list episode, which means like we have like a full on like per- level of permission to do this. Um, we can't really get through an episode of Monday Football Monday without properly hating on the Buffalo Bills. So I is for illusion. Um, and mm. I think that the Buffalo Bills are an illusion. Like I, I told you this, we were actually slacking about this last week. No team has gotten more run out of a playoff of loss in recent NFL history than the Buffalo Bills and that divisional round loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like that loss really like legacized some like Bills players and put them in like a different level of lore. And like this isn't to say they're not a good team and they're not like deserving of praise because they are. But what have they done? Like, what, like what, what have the Bills, they drafted, you know, Dalton Kincaid, that's it? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, know, I know they got active in free agency a, a week done. ago. But, like, they, it, they've, they, end the, they've ended the Patriots' reign in the AFC East. That's not that's totally where, true. Like, that that was benefited from Tom Brady leaving. Like, they didn't sure. do that all on their own. No, no doubt. But I'm saying if you're looking at actual accomplishments, that's where it ends, right? We tweeted well, from Arrowhead they, Pride they, after, they after Josh an, Allen. They want an Arrowhead, by the way. That's Josh, also, you can add that to the list of the Bills of Conference. Right, winning an Arrowhead, right? <laughs> That's very exciting. And then you add it to the list, too, with, like, Josh Allen getting the Madden cover. I, I don't think that helps Buffalo. Like, in the past, the Madden cover, and not that it's, like, serious, and aside from the Peyton Hillish year where, you know, it was a fan thing, but it usually goes to an MVP, goes to, a, you know, a Super Bowl, you know, so, some kind of success. Now, there's uh, built in to that, you know, their there's a curse that goes along with it. Sure. There's only one one player to be on the cover and win the Super Bowl in the game that that year. And we know who that is. Um, not Josh Allen. And I, I just find that didn't Gronk do that too? Gronk didn't play in the game. He was injured. No. <laughs> um so Josh Allen, like to me, has a lot more to prove before like you just give him this Madden cover, right? Like the previous couple were former MVPs. I you know, there's been times where Josh Allen looks like an MVP for stretches of four or five weeks. Never really has put that whole season together where he's the no doubt MVP. And I, it just does seem, um, and you know, you take your team and you try to eliminate that. And it, it does seem that there's this national desire for the Buffalo Bills to be something there. They're yeah. Not. Like it, again, like there are these teams that like the world kind of like wills into prominence. Like we did, we've done it with right. like the Browns and the Jaguars in the past, right? Like the Bills, like actually to their credit have manifested it more than most, right? Like the Lions are kind of that, like that team in, in our present moment. I brought this up to Jeremy last week. These are the teams the Bills have beaten in the playoffs in this like Josh Allen era. The Skylar Thompson led Miami Dolphins last year, who they, <laughs> it was like kind of touch and go against, if you recall. Okay. Uh, in the 2021 season before losing to the Chiefs and the coin toss and everything. By the way, the coin toss that they like whined and groaned and moaned about to the point that they got the rule. Like, remember how much we killed the Saints for complaining about the pass mm-hmm. interference thing? None of that happened to the Bills, like, except for from me, at least as far as I'm concerned. Right. Like they, they got a fraction of the grief that the Saints got for complaining. And I would argue that what happened to the Saints is far more egregious than what happened to the Bills in the divisional round. What happened to the Bills is, was fair and square. But anyway, before they they lost in uh, Kansas City, 
the Bills blasted the Patriots. Uh, the you know remember that wild card game? They just destroyed yeah. them. Uh, in 2020, uh, they won two playoff games before they obviously lost the conference championship, which you're aware of in Kansas City. They beat the Colts uh, in the you know like they barely won that game. That was the Philip Rivers led Colts. Philip Rivers game. Philip right. Rivers almost won that game. That's what I'm saying. Like it was really really tight at the very end, and they beat the Ravens. Uh, okay, cool. Like and it was kind of a sloppy game. In 2019, they lost in Houston. That's what I'm saying. Like, find me the playoff win. That's like amazing. Like, you know, like what's the like the moment that you, that you like make a, a like a canvas photo out of to hang in your office? Like, there's not one. Mahomes and, and Allen lost to Brady and and Rogers in the match, and uh, it was mostly Allen's fault because he he wasn't even close to to those guys. So it's it's. It's tough. I mean, tough waters here. the Bills are an illusion. Miss me with all this hype. So let's move on to the letter J. That's you, Pete. Yeah, I thought this was interesting, and, and maybe it's a, a deeper conversation about lingering free agents, but Jadavian part five, okay. right? Uh, eventually, we get to a part of the offseason where Jadavian Clowney becomes interesting again, no. and we're wondering where he's going to go and which team he's going to change. I know it's been back-to-back years of the Cleveland Browns, but in a, in a larger discussion, there are still some lingering names out there in free agency. So you wonder where some of these guys go. Speaking of those bills, we just saw Leonard Floyd go to the bills last week. He had been he had been lingering yeah, out there as well. RJ, I'm not at all interested by this. Like, so I'm kind of glad he made this J because we went a little bit long on I like you want to skip it. Where do you think uh, he, where do you think Clowney plays and changes uh, Minnesota. changes the defensive line room? Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota sounds right. Well, they I lost. I mean, call it lost, but they lost it. You know, so, I mean, they mm-hmm. they have to figure something out. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. Right. Um, okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This kind of pairs with my eye. I went for Kansas uh, or Tyron Matthew famously thought the Chiefs played. Um, but they don't. They play in Kansas City, Missouri, the KCMO, uh, the Metropolis. Um, and I'm going to. Remember, Pete, I'm a part of the kingdom. It feels like people are sleeping on, on Chiefs Kingdom. Um, I Again. by the way, I've never told you that I think it's cool that Chiefs Kingdom is the like same letters as Kansas City, but inversed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool that like KC is CK when you talk about the Chiefs Kingdom. I don't know if that was purposeful or intentional. Um, but like you know, we talk like we I'm bagging on the bills because they did nothing, right? Like they, they did nothing in free agency. They really aren't, you know, I, and I don't mean mm-hmm. to just bag on Josh Allen, like help Josh Allen, give him somebody like Gabe Davis is not a proper number two for him in, in this offense. And I don't think the Chiefs really did much, but like the, you know, Mahomes is kind of like help proof, you know, <laughs> like we, we have learned this. So like, I don't care yeah. who it is. Like, I, I don't care who is there or who is not there, whatever. The, I mean, like, obviously he has help. Um, I don't know how much I buy this Kadarius Tony thing. Um, all due respect to your dad. Uh, but like, you know, whatever, <laughs> as long as it's Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid, like, I'm so willing to believe like we like, why, why, why are, maybe it's just boring. Maybe it's attrition, like whatever, but like the chiefs are there, they are the sleeping giant and it's just kind of like conveniently like forgotten by a lot of people. Well, their defense is young and good. I, I think they eventually do bring in a veteran pass rusher, uh, you know, going back to the the last comment, I, I wouldn't be stunned if I, if we saw Carlos Dunlap return to the chiefs, that to me is really the last thing they need on defense is this pass rusher. I think they get it in camp. And on the offensive side, I think there's a big misconception of like, well, the Chiefs have no receiver help now that they lost Juju. Juju was good for 900 yards. He was really important in the Super Bowl. But to me, the role that he played last year in Kansas City is replaceable. And I know that Kadarius Tony has to stay healthy. That That's obvious. But Marquez Valdez-Scantling is there. Sky Moore is there. We talked about KT. Uh, they were able to get Richie James from the Giants who broke out. And I know these aren't spectacular names. But my point is, this is kind of what the receiving core was like last season. When you brought Juju in here, he'd only had 200 yards. He was an injury-filled season. McCole Hardman was still here. He was injured for half the year, was only able to play in one playoff game. 
is it really all that different right now with Kadarius Tony, Mark Valdez Scantling, and Sky Moore, who has looked pretty good during OTAs? I don't think it is. And and what I'm saying again is not that oh, these pass catchers are fa- fantastic. I'm just saying, man, it's not that different than last year. Why are people sleeping on on Kansas City again? I I completely agree with you as expected. I'm sure, but uh, that's my point. It's just a little boring, I guess, to talk about them like over and over again. But like Mahomes is the first quarterback to win two Super Bowls since mm-hmm. Eli Manning. Um, so he's the first good quarterback to win two Super Bowls since Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like a, an important thing. You know what I mean? Like all these quarterbacks we thought were going to get a second eventually, like Rodgers and Breeze and, and Russell. Like, you know, what I mean, it just never happened. Um, I recently noticed Chiefs fans calling the AFC title game the Arrowhead Invitational because they will be going for six uh, six in a row hosting. I maintain season, which is that, incredible. I maintain that some of the Mahomes things are like manufactured in a silly way. Like we don't have to make up reasons why he's great, but like so he's been the starting quarterback for this team for five years, right? Like that's a long time. Yeah, that's half of a decade. And he has never not hosted the AFC title game. What? Like, like he he just <laughs> he, he literally just wore his road playoff jersey for the first time. And the only reason that that even happened is because his team would just by like virtue the road team in, in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's an astounding thing to me. Um, but so, um, yeah, people are kind of... I was thinking about this, actually, because I was thinking about the Houston Astros. Like, the Astros kind of playing a little bit poorly as of late. Like, not a lot of fun for me. Uh, but so people are, like, kind of panicking, like, with, with an Astros fan. It's like, yeah. they're, they're five games back, and their roster is, like, devastated right now from, like, an injury standpoint. It's like, and, like, it, and here's the thing with the Astros. They're going to find a way to but, use AI to cheat but, and eventually <laughs> get back on top, my, right? My, my point is, like, like, despite, like, all this, like, overwhelming, like, dread that's happening from, like, an injury standpoint, point they're they're like right there you know what i mean like there, there are some teams who you just can't kill in sports and the chiefs are one of them uh but that being said we move on to l pete our final letter on our first half here we really got to pick this up and then rachel is going to give yeah. us a little intermission i think it's let's sell already and i'm talking about the washington commanders everyone's ready for this to be done and i know that you got to go over some paperwork you got to get uh the owners to all agree and, and make sure but this thing but even ron Rivera recently a couple of days ago has said that you know he feels like the 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 selling of the team and and getting that over would be a big weight off the team essentially and and look you know we talked about the NFC East and we had mentioned the Patriots seem like they're most likely to finish last in that division Washington hold, holds you know that there but and we say that about teams every year that come out of the woodwork and I think Washington with you know big question is the quarterback which is uh, the worst question to have, but I, I think they got some pieces to make it make this season interesting but you, you'd like to see that get done and. You know, similar to Watson in a way, I think we are all ready to see the the Snyders, um, you know, go go into the horizon and um, move on into what will be the new era of Washington football where uh, RJ and, and I think we do feel like this about Cleveland right now for years and years and years. I mean, you couldn't really like anything about uh, Washington. Um, I mean, I, there was a small break there where the, the great one, Alex Smith, was uh, their quarterback. Um, but it would be nice to be able to really root for this team again, especially where Ron Rivera is so beloved. Um, I obviously have no interest in rooting for them, um, but Brandon and I talk about this a lot on the NFC's mixtape. Like, there was a time, like when we were young, where like Dallas Washington was like the rivalry. And I mean, you grew yeah. up a Giants fan, you know what I mean? But like, so like that was yeah. the like, holy crap, like these two teams are playing, like whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah, I would love to see like that restored to a certain degree. I agree. Like, let's sell already. You just moved. This is kind of the like, the last month, you know what I mean? Like I do, before you move, like where you're, you're like hate this cliche, but I do think the league is better when Washington is good. I remember when RG three had that blip and you're like, Whoa, this is fun. 
You know, four teams being good in the NFC East is fun for the league. Um, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like, you know, the NFC, look, you agree. The NFC East is the best division in the NFL. It's the only mm, division yeah, where every no, team's I, won the Super I mean, Bowl. I'm not going to go. So, like, you can't, go you can't have this, like, team kind of lagging behind. That should have been your word, lag. Uh, not lag. Like, think, <laughs> think about it. Your word was let's for the letter L. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. Uh, Rachel, uh, come in and save us, please. You are up for M and N. What do you have? Um, and what- Yes, I'm going to keep mine very, very brief so we can keep things going. For M, I have Madden NFL 24 cover. Uh, they announced that Josh Allen is going to be the cover athlete, first Bills player to do so. You know, so that's a huge accomplishment for him. Uh, I'll let you guys, you know, share your thoughts on that a little bit later. And for N, I have New Heights podcast because <laughs> last week uh, the Chiefs Super Bowl champs went to the White House. And I'm sure you guys have seen the clips already of Travis Kelsey going up to the podium. He wanted to say something, but before he could, Patrick Mahomes like swooped in and pretty much stopped him. And so Jason Kelsey, his brother on the most recent episode was just asking him like, what did you plan on saying? And he just said he thought it would be pretty much like iconic to address his fellow Americans. Like that's all he wanted to say was my fellow americans this this is this is the perfect combo rochelle because i made the point to rj last week that the madden cover should have featured travis and jason kelsey who are two of the league's biggest stars at two positions where you're not supposed to be two of the league's biggest stars i think that would have been the perfect madden cover for this year especially considering both of these guys are in the back nine as they say, you're not going to get a lot of more opportunities to do that for them. They've done um, two pe- two players from the Super Bowl teams before uh, when they yes. did Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald. So like that could have like played off of that. Like it's not just two brothers; it's literally two brothers who faced off in the Super Bowl. So like you know whatever. Um, I just want to be this. And they're two two super two Super Bowl champions, unlike our guy Josh Allen. Right, um, right. now Rachel M and N was really uh, clever because Madden started with M and ended with N. Um, oh. So good job hey. to you. I just want to I want to say this for the record because I want to be the same person about this. Um, I'm going to buy Madden because I have no choice because they have a monopoly on the game. But man alive, like this game stinks. Like the trailer was so bad. I tweeted about this. Am I, and, and the tweet isn't. Then I read something where they have to be better this year, though. They've like the the owners have challenged the gameplay. They've said that. But um, so I tweeted this and my tweet got a little bit of run. Um, the trailer which came out, you talked about the cover ratio. Um, the Cardinals uniforms were not updated. So like. <laughs> 
that like they're you know the Cardinals we all know change, that the uniforms stink right like there were there were a lot of jokes like thank God they didn't update them because they stink but like uh, how like we're supposed to believe that this game is like better even though you don't pay attention like as a as a Madden player as a video game player like those are the things that I want to see paid attention to like you, if you can't even do that like why am I supposed to trust that um, our great friend stats he and I two years ago tried to interview a developer for EA to address criticism that the game has gotten tried to do that here on the SB Nation NFL show. And they denied it. They would not let us ask questions about criticism. So I want to say that for the record, that invitation stands. We will invite anybody from EA who wants to talk about the game and address those things. Uh, but until they do, I just don't really believe that they're really working hard at this. But yeah, whatever. So those are my two cents. Pete? We get NCAA back soon, don't we? Uh, actually, there's like some discussion about that. They, I read they want to pay every collegiate player $500 for their like likeness, and that's it. Mm. And so like some players are like, this stinks. Uh, we're not going to do that. So I don't, I don't, I didn't really know that there was like a union within college football players, uh, but they have a, apparently they need one. Yeah, but either they created one or had one, and that's working on this. So that game is also in jeopardy. Um, are we ready to move on? Thank you, Rachel. Your letters were amazing. Um, I'm next. Letter O. Ready, Pete? You do gotta kind of fly through these. Uh huh. Uh huh. Starts with a U, not with an O, even though it sounds like that. Um, ah. O for me is opportunity. Uh, we've talked mm. about this. The NFC is so actually was the word I put unbelievably wide open. This is the year, like you know, sometimes. Sorry, Rachel. Like you look back and you're like, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. You know, like it's it just like kind of was like a, a weird thing. Like some, but sometimes you got to make the most out of your opportunity. Like maybe it is the Lions. You know what I mean? Like maybe the Lions. Like maybe you like in in 50 years, people are like within the Mahomes dynasty, the Lions won a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, but this is the one year. You know what I mean? Like where the NFC is this like disaster of a thing. Like. Could could the like what if it's the Saints, the Derek Carr Saints, you know what I mean? Like one team who just kind of gets hot. Like it doesn't have to be the Eagles or the Niners or the Cowboys because they look the best on paper. Like this could be Jeff the year. That, like, that's Ben Roethlisberger. There's yeah. Yeah. Well, that, to your point, there was the like crazy, like every Super Bowl featured like Peyton Brady or Roethlisberger. And then there was the like one Flacco. You know what I mean? Like right. and so like yeah. that, that could be this. Like like somebody in the NFC could be Joe Flacco. Yeah, I like that. I like that take. We mentioned the Falcons. Uh, you know, these teams that are interesting, they, they're more interesting when the conference is as, as you're describing, as wide open uh, as it possibly could be. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe I'm wrong about the Packers and Jordan Love is, as is, is as good as advertised. And we're looking at a Jets-Packers Super Bowl. How, how cool would that, that be, uh, you know, as an alternative to Kansas City being in it every time? Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think there, there's a, a grand opportunity and, uh, you talk about, you know, this league as a whole, I, I think, especially with teams coming out of the NFCs because they feel like the most solid and there's not a, a lot of competition to beat in what would be the playoffs. So P is for Pete and for what else? Yeah. So I had Patriots personnel here, but I'm going to change it to Patrick Mahomes versus the field. If you were bet making an MVP bet today for, um, um, that's a horrible question. Like I've the, taken, I'm taking the field. Like it's easy because Mahomes won mm -hmm. MVP last year. You know what I mean? Like it, right. there's, there's narrative involved. That's a dumb one. You, you, you've been on fire this episode, I mean, but you, you took a left foot right here. I'm sorry. Well, I, I had to, I had to pivot. Uh, as also I say, a which P. Is another, that could have been, word. you could have used yeah. pivot to get to anything. And I'll, I'll take Mahomes over the field. I mean, I, I don't know. That's not, not, not such a surprise, but as long as he stays healthy, if, if you can also give me the healthy buyout too, I'm definitely taking Mahomes. I, I think if there's an injury, of course, I would go to um, somebody else. I wouldn't say this is breaking news, but I just saw this while we were recording. Daniil Hunter skipping Vikings mandatory. Minicamp. So yeah. Well, like. <laughs> if that team wasn't in bad shape before, 
Um, now that now they're in worship. I think jumping ship is an appropriate thing because like there's Vikings, there's boats involved. You know what I mean? But like you and I really were riding with them, and and we rode with them like when a lot of people didn't. So like I feel. I, I don't feel like a fraud jumping ship on the Vikings. Like, I feel like you and I are being, being really objective about this. I think, I, and you know, the beating that they took in the playoffs was like a Mike Tyson bout, right? Like they just got punched in the mouth. It um, was em- embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes versus the field. I mean, dude, so like the MVP, I feel very confident that the MVP will not be Mahomes, will not be Jalen Hurts. Like this might be Josh Allen's time. You know what I mean? Because like Mahomes, like you have to do something ridiculously impressive to win it. Like actually, if I had to take one player versus the field, I would take Joe Burrow. That would be my player. Or if I had to take one over the field, because you have to factor in narrative, you have to factor in all those sorts of things. I don't hate Joe Burrow, the Joe, the, the Joe Burrow pick. I, I think it's definitely going to be an AFC quarterback. And I also think that Trevor Lawrence is in that mix. Uh, up next is the letter Q. And I went for Quiet. Have you ever seen a uh, Quiet Place? It's a weird movie. No. Yeah. Uh, my theme for Quiet is football in LA is so boring. Like, like ridiculously boring. Like, I mean. You think both sides of the LA? Do, do the Chargers excite you, Pete? Like, like do, do you, like, oh, uh-huh. like, you know, like Justin Herbert's an amazing quarterback. Cool. Like, what else? What, like, what, what, what else do the Chargers have that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to LA and, and check out the Netflix headquarters with my family. And I do everything. think, like, you know, I do think their their selection of Quentin Johnston is 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 a good pick. I think we might be seeing the final stretch here of Allen in LA. I just feel like, has there ever been such a low return on investment for a team that got a brand new stadium? It's ter- in terms of like interest. And they have two teams there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, like this. Well, they, like a, the, the team, one of the teams that plays there, won the Super Bowl in the building like a year and change it ago. It does seem like, and it's so it does like, seem very ugh. like the Lakers are more the Rams, and you know the Chargers are kind of like the Clippers. I am, just, I am more interested in UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten than I am either of these NFL teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, it's whatever to me. So that was my UC, word. Well, UCLA and. And and USC has rivalry juice. I I can't imagine there's even like conversations of people arguing about the Rams over the Chargers. Yeah, like they're probably just like, say, should we go to Santa Monica today or where, yeah. you know where are we go to beach tacos. Find me the sports bar or just the two people in the entire like LA area that are like <laughs> that are arguing, arguing about this. There aren't any, yeah. you know. But versus like there, I fully believe in like New York. There are. You know, people arguing like Bills or Jets, you know what I mean, or whatever. Alabama, Auburn, Auburn, Knicks, Knicks, Nets, or uh, Texans and Cowboys. I'm sure, even right, like there, because there's got to be some. I'm sure that's getting some more juice than than the LA thing, but yeah, that's not out there. Um, The letter R, Pete. Uh, I had to change from Rogers Mania. Um, You you stole that from me, and what I came up with on the fly here, another pivot is Ridley as in Calvin Ridley and what he could mean for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Talk about teams that we sleep on. I know that we had mentioned the Falcons. The Jags are just hiding in plain sight as this team that made the playoffs last year. Speaking of those Chargers, they had that historic comeback. They add Calvin Ridley to the mix who, and I know it's OTAs, right? But from all the OTA reporting has been, he is godly. And, uh, you know, and if he really is that, then I, I think it's going to even raise this team to another level. It's a weaker division. I think Trevor Lawrence is slept on as an MVP candidate, which I just described. So Ridley and really in, in a bigger picture, the Jacksonville Jaguars are right there, man. And and I think, you know, when you, you talk about teams in the league, of course, they're not one of these, uh, as you would describe in March Madness, quote unquote, blue bloods. But I think they 
are as good of a dark horse pick as anyone in the NFL to win the Super Bowl this year. That could be the one-off. You know what I mean? Like, although yeah. they're an AFC team, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you could totally see that happening. Um, did you well, see the I, renderings I, I for their stadium? I think they're rendering. We're going to go into this year again. I can, you know, I can already start to tell where it's going to be like, which combination of the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals are going to be in the AFC title? Right. It's like, the Jaguars are going to spoil one of those teams, or they could. Uh, and, and, you know, it just remains to be seen which team. Um, the letter S for me, speaking of AFC powerhouses, is for slippery. Uh, because oh. I think the Denver Broncos are on a slippery slope. You brought up um, Dan Snyder a little while ago. Um, this, to be very clear, I'm just talking about football. This era of football for the Broncos feels very similar to the early Dan Snyder days. As somebody who watched that like closely, you know, like a Cowboys perspective, yeah. like it was just like buying, 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 like names, 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 no results, no results, no results. Like, what are the Broncos? Like, we talk about the one-offs. Like, the greatest thing that has happened. To the, like, correct, correct me if I'm wrong with this statement. The greatest thing that has happened to the Denver Broncos this century has been John Elway's like cachet leading to Peyton Manning. That's it. Like that's that's the only like accomplishment that they've like made. Like oh, and drafting Von Miller at number two overall. You know what I mean? Like because Cam Newton was off the board. Like I think a lot of these storylines we're gonna have to wait till the end of the season to see if we were right or wrong. Uh, whereas this, I think by the time that like October two three rolls rolls around, you're gonna be able to tell if Russell Wilson is quote unquote fixed, and if he's not, this is gonna be a disaster season, well, right? Like, like you'll be able to tell in four games. Okay, is Wilson better or is he the same? thing as last year wilson is going to be the like sellout like the sacrificial lamb for sean payton right like like sean is so ready to oh, like yeah. you know what i mean to sell russell out like if this goes poorly so like the next person to get some runway there is sean payton but like i don't like like what, what happens if this is a disaster again you know what i mean like like who who like faces the music for this like you know what i mean like i just like they're just buying like think about like i i bag on the cardinals all the time for like i think it's stupid that carson palmer's in their ring of honor right like their greatest players in franchise history outside of larry fitzgerald like technically other people drafted but so like mm -hmm. the broncos like the biggest names associated with the broncos over the last 15 years have been peyton manning have been russell wilson sean payton von miller who they did draft and was mvp of their super bowl but like that's it like you know what i mean like tj ward yeah. demarcus Ware. like it was all these even uh when wes welker joined them emmanuel sanders you know what i mean like all these players who were like demarius thomas was a great draft pick for them obviously as well so i would i would put dt and von miller that's it that's the only like homegrown talent the broncos have had other than that not like a, uh, these other not like a big paxton lynch fan well but like even the good players like Bradley Chubb didn't work out. You know what I mean? Cortland Sutton didn't really pan out. You know what I mean? Like, I guess Patrick mm -hmm. Sertan is on the way, but like, it's just a collection of eh for me for the Broncos. I do like Sertan, but you're right. I think largely it's been disappointing this, this past decade. And, and again, you know, looking for, for sad storylines, like that's a, that's an organization that's like, can we just beat the Chiefs? I mean, that's Dude, their like, biggest thing right now. I brought that up to Jeremy. Like, again, it's been five years for Mahomes, which isn't like a hundred years, but like that's a long time. And you've never beaten him, like ever, like not even one time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. so okay, the letter T. Uh, my thing here is trade waters abound. We talked about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Let's take that one out, but I'll I'll list a few here that maybe we've forgotten about. Darren Waller to the Giants, Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, Peyton to the Broncos, DeAndre Swift to the Eagles, Allen Robinson to the Steelers, uh, Brandon Cook, Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys, Darius Smith, Elijah Moore to the Browns. What's the most impactful trade of the offseason uh, besides Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? I mean, if I'm biased, I would say – actually, wait, I, have a, I told you I have, might have a quick call. You can answer this question. 
Okay, I think for me, uh, it it makes the the Dolphins a lot more interesting to have Jalen Ramsey uh, as a part of them. Now we have to see that Ramsey, I think, shows to be more of that Super Bowl Rams version than sometimes some of the disappointing games that we've seen these past couple seasons. But the Dolphins, we know about their offensive firepower. We know about folks that really like to get excited about Tua. We had mentioned that they're teetering along the lines of signing a Dalvin Cook. So for me, I think you put Ramsey on the Dolphins, you start to, I think, get some of that additional credit that you need on the the defensive side of football to sort of match what Tyreek Hill and Tua can bring to the table. And this is already a defensive backfield that includes an Xavier Howard. And you have safeties, Brandon Jones and Javon Holland. And I just think you also need to be aware of the defensive side of the football. So to answer this question, RJ, and I I just kind of described it here, I would say Ramsey to the Dolphins. So if you had to pick, what would be yours? Yeah, I mean... I was going to say Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys as I was thinking that though, in my brain, the Ramsey trade, like, and that was, I think the first to happen, like of all these big ones, you know what I mean? Like it, it might've mm-hmm. actually been the first one from a transactional perspective. Yeah. Um, so I do like all the trades, a little bit NBA. And I think the NFL, you know, you're trying to cross off one more box. They need a little bit more NBA player movement in their league. I think the trade deadline should be moved back. And so it, it was cool to see a lot of these trades this offseason. I agree. Um, Good job, letter T. The T also was for timeout, which I, you know, took with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Are you ready yeah. for the letter U? This one was really hard too. Um, sure. So the letter U uh, is for Umbrella, which is a great song, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Rihanna sings that one. Right. Um, there was a remix that I heard a long time ago where it was like in that like Ella Ella part. It was like you can be my Cinderella. I loved that. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if you ever heard that. P, uh, P for pumpkin. Yeah. What happens at midnight in Cinderella? Um, I suppose. Uh, anyway, uh, my umbrella in this instance is the umbrella of protection. Um, so who has been kept dry from the off season of criticism? Like you and I have been really hard on the Buffalo Bills. Like who are yeah. we, who are we like avoiding and and not properly criticizing? Like who's, who's that team? You know what I mean? That we've just been like, that has skated by from a criticism perspective. Yes, that is a, a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think uh, I, I'll I'll set you up. I think it's the Bucks, honestly. Like if I have to pick a team, it's the you, Bucks. You're not I, liking I, the like, the Kyle Trask Baker Mayfield battle like, that's ongoing there. I understand there's this like grace period of like, look, Tom Brady retired. We sold out for that. We won the Super Bowl. Like, who cares if we stink? But it's like, well, like really, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, are you just going to return to being the Bucks that like nobody cared about that Doug Martin think, had like 500 yards for one day? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's they the, just kind of seem happy with that. We, we had mentioned the Bills in the realm of the the Chargers, I, I think, in yesteryear of like try everyone just kind of trying to will them to, to having some success. So again, mm-hmm. taking the Bills out because we we are not nice to the Bills on the show. Uh, I think the Chargers are are in that mix, and uh, I think it goes back to what we were saying, where there's just like no buzz in L.A. But if you're really looking at um, and you you know you took the name off of them, the location and the name, and they were just Team X, and you're like, well, the head coach has been here for X amount of years. They have one of the better MVP candidates year by year now. Good young player uh, who had still been on his rookie deal. And it's led to this, this, and this. uh, Highlighted by a colossal collapse to that up-and-coming team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. You'd be like, this team should be getting more criticism. And nobody wants to criticize the Los Angeles Chargers. I agree with that. Um, That 
collapse similarly to what was it uh was it 20 to 3 that the chiefs blew in the title game to the Bengals? i forget exactly i'm actually asking what yes. was the margin yes okay it was like the three touchdowns yeah. that did not get discussed at all you know what i mean like that that was there was right. like you know whispers about that like this is even less so like for whatever reason uh so i agree chargers that but again that kind of speaks to how like insignificant they really are i feel like v um, uh this is a new story uh von miller says he's healthy skipping the pup list and will be good to go for training camp after his acl tear at the ripe age of 34 does that matter to you rj i hope von plays well i love von i mean fighting texas you love you love von miller you love i it. do I really do. Um, but mm. I mean, this is like, I was really upset last year when the Cowboys didn't sign him and Vaughn, you know, spoke about it and it was like a big, like kind of bitter pill to swallow. Like, cause the thought of like him and Micah Parsons in the same defense was just ridiculous. But like, this is like, you know, I don't, nobody like celebrates injury, but I think the Cowboys are probably like, yeah, I mean like, like concerns become greater when players get older. You know what I mean? And like that, like Vaughn kind this of is like, where with Von. Von was making a difference for the Bills last year. That that's what does stink about it because you know you took him out of that mix and they were a different team. It seemed like after that, which which is surprising for a 33 year old. Where I'm cautious about Von is a lot of these players won't be like back back until a year removed from the injury. Right, he's year from removed from the injuries. 35 years old. We're thinking that he right like so. What is this year going to bring? And then when he has his legs under him again, he's 35. Well, like, and I wonder if we've seen the end and, and I'm, and I'm not like celebrating this. I, it sucks because of the injury, but I wonder if we've already seen the end of Von Miller. And like, even if that's true, like to live in your timeline, like the bills are another year in, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's, it's, this is just, you can't keep like this Stefan Diggs a bill in 2024. You know what I mean? Like, like the, you can kind of just feel like some, the, the bill, like if anyone has like a super bowl or bust feel vibe to them, to me, it really truly is the bills um so yeah i mean i i would love to see von miller be healthy but i just you know it's kind of hard to believe in like everything the bills have going on um in an overall perspective w for me is for a wish list um and so it's a simple question pete what is your one nfl wish this season you can anything you want like literally it could be as small or as big as you want you get one wish one wish minus for the uh, dallas cowboys in the super bowl just so we're clear yeah i <laughs> i think uh i think it would be for um a, a seven to beat a two, I think. Oh, in the be, in the wild card round. Yeah, I think you added the seven team. It seems like the matchups are getting a little bit better year by year here because the parity continues to grow in the NFL. So I think that that March Madness type of upset where a seven beats a two would be really uh, cool to well, see. Last year, the Seahawks kept it kind of close with the Niners for a little bit, and then the Niners just like blew up. You know what I mean? But that was right. the Dolphins-Bills game that we talked about. You know what I mean? Like, yep. the it, yep. it was touch and go, and we kind of thought that might be the first one. And um, look, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about the Chiefs. I just, you know, maybe it's maybe the Chiefs are that too. <laughs> but I think it just would be really interesting and fun for the game if you had that colossal upset where this, you know, when you're the two seed, you're still expected to win the Super Bowl. So that would be just, a, I think, a fun little wrinkle to the I season. Think just a quick uh addition i think the fact that the two seeded by went away in the like in throughout this like mahomes five-year cycle like adds to the level of impressiveness of the afc mm -hmm. title game at home thing like there's some luck involved there too you know what i mean but like that's just a, a wild the one year they the titans would have hosted and they got they were they were the buy right. the one buy and they got eliminated earlier um the letter x this is tough i'm glad this wasn't me uh, mine is XFL to NFL. We saw oh, 21 what a players. Cheat. Oh my gosh. We saw 21 players uh, go to the NFL. Um, of the 21, and uh, you know, this is more of just a guess in general, RJ, than like you should know about the players. How many actually make the 53 men roster? 
um, you think of the 21? Three. <laughs> I mean, well, like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, we got to see. And my point here is even if it's three, I think that's good for the league. We don't really have, like, this minor league system. I think sometimes players get a little bit lost because they don't have that opportunity, whereas at least now you have a means of, like, well, this right. player still has some gas, and then you see how much gas. And even if it's three or four players, I think those are real three or four really good stories that you didn't have uh, otherwise. So I like the exit. I don't watch it, right, right. but I like that it, it, it exists. Cowboys return man, Cavante Turpin, uh, was in the USFL last year. And then, you know, so that was like a great story to your point at the time. Uh, why, for me, um, again, can't get out of here without like truly properly bagging on them. Um, yikes. And for me, it's the Arizona Cardinals. And I feel like that's pretty like self-explanatory, like. This is I, sometimes I think we do this like every year. You know what I mean? Like there's the team that looks like they're going to be terrible. Um, but even like last year, the Bears didn't have that vibe and they wound up with the number one overall pick. Like this looks like this looks really bad. You know what I mean? Like like getting it, getting in the car. It feels really, really, really bad. It's a, it's, it's it's a tough scene when the best moment in, in recent franchise history is a legendary player flexing in a workout room and then not re- that not really like panning out. You're talking, you know, that's, you're that, talking that's about that's JJ Watt. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that that happened right after Monday Football Monday. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a cardinal, and it's like, well, that was the wrong choice, JJ. <laughs> but you wish you could have that one back. Uh, speaking uh, of, it was announced today, Monday morning, JJ Watt is heading into the Texans Ring of Honor. So congratulations to him. Bill O'Brien, I think, is as well, isn't he? I've long said that teams' rings of honor should be um, like mascot related in terms of like mm-hmm. the name, like the Broncos should be called like the, the barn, you know what I mean? Or like something sure. that like, like horses would go into. So like the Texans could be like the saloon, you know what I mean? Like if that's what you want to go for, or, you know, in chief's kingdom, the palace, right. You know, at this stage, Um, I suppose Um, like the, the I, I think the jets would be awesome. Like the jets could be like the hanger, you know what I mean? Like for the jets, like that would be really cool. Hanger steak underrated. Uh, let's finish up with Z. Uh, that is uh Zeke. And I'd love to know where he's going to land, RJ. I really don't know, man. I would be stunned if he returned to the Cowboys. I would be stunned and also like not surprised at all. You know, <laughs> like, it would be like, I think the people think the Cowboys are still the like Jerry Jones Cowboys of the like early 2000s. They haven't been that team in a long time. Like a lot of times a player gets released, people are like, oh, pff, the Cowboys will sign him. They sign it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not who the Cowboys are anymore. Um, yeah. I think the Cowboys don't mind connecting themselves to him and maybe kind of helping Zeke. Like the Cowboys have a lot of running backs, so like they don't need Zeke. I mean, Deuce, you know, Deuce Vaughn is there. You got Rojo from the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Malik Davis, right? Like, there's no need to flirt with Zeke anymore. Zeke's got to go somewhere else in the. I, well, I, I, I think, I think he'll go to an NFC, NFC team to you know, like you've seen. I think there's been a little bit of a trend here where teams are they're starting to join teams where you know they want to stick it to the last team, and so I. I think it's in the NFC. Maybe it's in the NFC East. Maybe Saquon really doesn't re- show up. Giants need some help. You know what I mean? You never know. Um, Ezekiel Elliott in a Giants uniform would be mind blowing. That's uh, like one of those those jersey swaps that blows your mind. This you is can only my, get on Madden usually. This is my well, if Madden's functioning properly. But this is my tiny <laughs> little um, prediction. If Zeke returns to the Cowboys, I don't know if you know this. Stephon Gilmore uh, is wearing number twenty one now for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Now, Zeke, I don't know if you know this either. Zeke's first tweet after being, it was several days later, but after being released was like, I need my 15 back because he wore 15 at Ohio State. He couldn't at the time that he was drafted in the NFL. Obviously, he can now. Um, my prediction is if he returns to the Cowboys, he's wearing number 15. Like, And and then the Cowboys like sell all the 15s. Each. Like that would be a very Cowboys thing to do. Uh, but we'll see. Kobe Bryant, LeBron-esque, if you will. Um, just with like a super awkward release in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, he, he, LeBron said he's coming home. Maybe, maybe Ezekiel Elliott is going to be coming home. 
Uh, Rachel, will you please join us and tell us your thoughts about life, maybe food, culture, um, television, movies, entertainment in general, and of course, who won MFWWP and what letters you liked? Um, my thoughts on life. Uh, this morning for breakfast, I told RJ I had a blueberry muffin and some pops. I usually just call them pops. He told me they were called corn pops. Yikes. So, yeah, what a, that's what I had. It was actually what an interesting breakfast that is. Oh, wow. He hated on you. Now, I thought he was going to hate on me. Wow. I know. I, I, you know, I, mean, I think a, it's a, that makes sense. Like it was cereal with like a muffin. That's a really standard yeah. breakfast. Yeah. No, that, that's great. Yeah. yeah and I had some strawberries. It was delicious. Uh, I'm trying to think of a television mm. show that I'm watching. I like reality television on Netflix. There's this show called Selling Sunset. Ah. And so I'm watching that. What's right your now. take on the Actually, Raquel situation? On the what? Never mind. Vanderpump wait, Rules. Wait, wait. I'm, 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 I'm well into. It. Oh, no, 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 I don't watch. I don't okay. watch that. I know. You know, a lot of do you know that like not all reality television shows are the same show, right? Just to be clear. So I mean, <laughs> to me, it's like country music. You know, all the same song. Remember this, Rachel. Remember how he treated you when you hand out MFL oh, okay. okay, and then um, today's letters. I really liked green. G is for green. I thought that was really good. I really liked O, Opportunity, NFC is wide open. I also really liked the umbrella, which was who's been kept dry from the uh, criticism. However, I think that Pete did a really, really great job starting strong. You kind of dipped at the letter P, <laughs> but you finished. <laughs> you had some really strong ones at the it's end. For Pete dipped also. is uh, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you, you definitely did. Okay. But I love was low hanging fruit. The Falcons loading, I thought that that was a good one. The Hopkins watch was very strong. The XFL players to the NFL. X is a hard letter, and then also Z. That's kind of difficult too. Um, that was a difficult one as Thank well. You. So I think that Pete had he started strong, he finished strong, and so today I'm going to give it to Pete. Woo! You know, you come back, and then you win the the MF double M. All right, you know what I mean? Like that's that's how it should be done. I, I had a couple weeks off, had some stuff going on. My guys filled in for me. The king is back. <laughs> Rachel, I got us done in time. Okay. Like this was this was a hard ship to drive. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. and you're over here giving it to the guy who who used the word let's for L. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we also did that L. L was another one. No let's sell it ready. But uh, they were strong. Let's sell it ready. You gotta love it. Who am I right or am I right? Um, yes. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. You know what it was? It was my <laughs> shot at Joe Flacco and the Ravens, Pete. Like saying that it was just like, yeah, a, yeah, that's what it was. I flew too close to the sun. You know what I mean? That's that's on me. I should have known. No. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. As we leave, she, she should... um, Pete, congratulations. And uh, I guess Pops, Pops is not there, but could you tell us your top three favorite cereals in ascending order? So number three, number two, number one. Okay. Uh, number three, I do like Raisin Bran. Oh my gosh, um, Rochelle, you gave this dude the MF Dumble MVP. Delicious. <laughs> number two, I like uh, Lucky Charms. And number one, it's got to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I mean, it Thank has God. to be, right? Thank God. You saved it. Wow. What a horrible list. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>